he never knew who I was, the, the lady in the car. So when he turned around and I got a good look at his face and he saw me, I couldn't help myself but just go and put my arms around him and hold him oh. and hug him. And he was shaking like a leaf, mm. like a child that knows they're really in deep trouble and they don't know what kind of punishment they're going to get. This is Camus. And this is Kylie. Welcome to God is Real, God is Good, a podcast where we collect stories about God working in people's lives through big, miraculous ways, all the way down to small, everyday things. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of God is Real, God is Good. This week, I have with me Robin. She lives in my area and goes to church with me. Um, All right, let's say a prayer, and we'll get into it. Dear Father in Heaven, thank you for this opportunity to um, record and hear Robin's testimonies about what you've done in her life and the amazing things that you've done. Um, Please be with her and give her the words to say and send your Holy Spirit to be with her and just let glory be brought to your name and to you. And be with me too and just send your Holy Spirit over this whole situation and be with the hearts and minds of our listeners too. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. All right, Robin, why don't you tell everybody where you're from? I am originally from Southern California, mm-hmm. uh, moved out to La Sierra when I was six with my parents, and I grew up there. I went to a boarding academy in Southern Oregon, uh, and I, have, I was raised in a Sabbath-keeping Christian home. Mm-hmm. Um, And I was able to go to college and finish my nursing. At an age, I was old enough to be my classmate's mother. Oh, wow. Which was an absolute wonderful time. Yeah. Because I had life experiences under my belt, Mm -hmm. and they did not. Yeah. And so it was tougher for them. Mm. But it was a very enjoyable experience. Um. And before I finished nursing, um, and right, let me go back a little bit, uh, right after academy, I did start some pre-nursing classes, mm-hmm. but as a lot of us, our minds just weren't quite ready for college courses yet. Mm. The brain just doesn't mature yet. Yeah. Um, and so... I had gotten married, and I had two children, and when they were in school, I went back to school mm. and took some life science classes again, mm-hmm. and eventually I was able to go to Pacific Union College down in the Napa Valley mm-hmm. and graduated with my nursing degree at the age of 45. Wow. So that was a very enjoyable experience, and I have seen how the Lord has worked in my life through the years. Um, Went through an awful divorce that uh, my husband initiated, and Mm -hmm. it was very devastating, and if it wasn't for the Lord... um, I wouldn't have made it through very well because he got custody of both of our children at the same, at the time of the divorce. Oh my! And uh, this was in North Dakota. Mm-hmm. So my son was ten, my daughter was seven and a half. So I was never oh. able to finish 
parenting them the rest of their lives. That's uh, hard for a mother. It's terrible because you live as a single parent with no children, and yet that part of you is still functioning, but there's no children to work with. Mm. But the Lord was good, and he put other other people's children in my life mm. that I was able to mentor and do things with and with their families. So that filled in the gap a little bit, but yeah. it's not the same. No. But anyway, uh, as time moved on, uh, I eventually married a fellow who was from the Napa Valley area in California. Mm-hmm. And we uh, managed a mobile home park for a while that was owned by Adventist uh, church members. Okay. And uh, after about a little over 10 years, we were in a horrible head-on crash. Oh, my. That took his life. Oh. And it it was a head-on cre- uh, crash that found out the young man had just turned 22 two months prior. Oh, my. And, but I was able to minister to him. Uh, was able to go visit him in jail, and I, uh, after the court hearing of when he was sentenced, I talked with the DA, and I asked him, I'd like to talk with Tony, and I have something for him, and so I said, I'd like to have his attorney and Tony and my stepson, who was an attorney, mm-hmm. uh, and the DA who was representing me, mm-hmm. uh, I'd like to meet with Tony because I have something to give to him. So we met in the law library after the hearing was over with, and I gave him a little book, Steps to Christ, that my husband had bound as he was a bookbinder. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, the young man had never, he never knew who I was, the, the lady in the car. Yeah. And so when he turned around and I got a good look at his face and he saw me, I couldn't help myself but just go and put my arms around him and hold him oh. and hug him. And he was shaking like a leaf. Mm. Like a child that knows they're really in deep trouble and they don't know what kind of punishment they're going to get. But anyway, I was able to write to him while he was in jail. Wow. They wouldn't let him take the book in with him. Yeah. And I says, no problem. I'll just copy the chapters and mail them in. (laughs) So I did. Wow. And he shared with me through letters that he was sharing this with some of the inmates. Oh, my. And uh, so... When I had sent the last two chapters in, I said to him, I said, would you like to have some Bible studies when you get out? And he says, yes, I would. So, and plus, I shared with him what I was doing with my manufactured home. I was repainting wallpaper, just upgrading it, new carpeting. And he said, I wish that I could come and help you with it. 
And I said, well, maybe you can when you get out. So when he did get out, he did come and he helped finish painting the outside. He hung all my mini drapes, mini blinds, and was quite a bit of help to me. And then we'd study for half hour, an hour or so before he went home. Mm -hmm. Um, So it was interesting when we got to the lesson on death and dying. Mm. And I thought to myself, this is going to be interesting. And he asked me, he said, was John a Christian? Mm-hmm. I said, yes, he was. And he loved to bring, bring people to the Lord. And I says, he's bringing you indirectly mm-hmm. through me. So long story short, um, he continued on to college graduated, and I don't think he ever drank again because wow. his blood alcohol was quite high yeah. the night of the accident, and he really was remorseful for what he had done. But it was the Lord that helped me to be able to reach out to him because, you know, the Lord has done so much for us. Mm-hmm. It's at least we could do. Um to someone that has changed your life. Yeah. Uh, That's so amazing that, like, God used, like, that bad experience of, like, your husband dying mm-hmm. to, to bring this young man to God. And he was ready to be put, a, put away for safekeeping. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a Sabbath school teacher, and we'd had a great Sabbath that day. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, when I saw the headlights of this other vehicle coming our way and it was weaving back and forth over the middle line and I thought, oh no, this is it. Mm-hmm. And then sudden darkness. And the Lord taught me a lot of things in that experience after I had come to and regained consciousness before the paramedics arrived that helped me to realize, you know, when we die, Time means nothing Mm. because I realized after reading the police report um, and I remember looking at my watch once I found a flashlight to see what time it was and I realized that I'd lost consciousness for about 10 minutes. Well, at first I was convinced I hadn't lost consciousness at all, Mm. but When a person loses consciousness in death and the next thing they see is the Lord coming in the clouds, doesn't make any difference how many years in between. Mm -hmm. Those two episodes come together. Yeah. And there's like there's no break in between. Mm -hmm. And so I realized that this would help people know that think that when you die, you immediately see the Lord. Well, it'll seem that way mm-hmm. because we're not conscious of any time in between. Yeah. And then to bring, to speed fast forward a little bit, um, before I met my current husband, it was a very lonely time for me. And the Lord directed me everywhere I could find in scriptures on waiting. Mm. 
And waiting is not something we humans like to do. It is not. <laughs> and maybe it's harder for women than it is for men. <laughs> but anyway, that gave me courage to hang in there, learn how to be a just choose to be a happy person because no one wants to be around a lady that looks miserable. No. <laughs> and so I decided I was just going to be a happy camper wherever I was and keep trusting in the Lord, waiting on Him, because I knew He had somebody for me in the Rogue Valley of Southern Oregon where I was living at the time. Mm -hmm. And uh, this one Sabbath, I was going to take some literature or something to an Adventist friend of mine and then come back to Grant's Pass to go to church. And I wasn't going to go to Sabbath school. But while getting ready in the morning and having breakfast, and I thought, nah, I think I'll go to Sabbath school and I'll go between Sabbath school and church. So that's what I did. And I walked into Sabbath school class, and it was a fairly large one. Um, people were seated around a lot of tables in a big square. Mm. And after class and after we'd had prayer and people were gathering their things and going upstairs to church, to the sanctuary, I was aware of this movement from my left behind me and then to my right. And this voice, a male voice said, I like the way you're wearing your hair. Aww. And I turned and I looked at him and I said, well, thank you. He says, it makes you look much younger. No. <laughs> I turned my whole body towards him and I said, you just made up 50 points. <laughs> Had I known, I'd have given him a million. <laughs> anyway, um, I asked him if he was going to, we went out of the classroom and talked for a few minutes in the hallway and I asked him if he was going to stay for lunch. And he said, yes. And I says, well, come join us. And I'm, us was several of we single women and a few guys. Mm -hmm. And so ended up going for a hike that afternoon. And that was 20 years ago. And wow. we just recently celebrated our 20th wedding anniversary. Aww. And the Lord really blessed me well with this fellow, Don. He really was worth waiting for. Mm. Mm. That's so encouraging. I'm I'm at that point in my life where I'm 23 and I am waiting. And I'm like, okay, God, <laughs> I, I don't like waiting. Um, but recently, I don't remember where it was, where it was that I heard something, but it made me think, you know, I'm going to start thanking God for this time of waiting and this time of loneliness because there's a blessing or there's something to be learned in this time. Mm -hmm. And I'm happy to hear that I'm not the only one that has to experience this. And now that we are here in Kuski, Kamii, Idaho, um, we've been here for two months now and there are no homes on the market. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, okay, Lord. It's another waiting period. Mm -hmm. And because of the times we're living in and the chaos and the insanity that's going on in our country, mm -hmm. let alone the world, um, I believe that the Lord is preparing us, teaching us how to trust Him. Mm -hmm. We do not see where there is a place for us to purchase. Mm -hmm. 
And so we're dealing with another, I'm dealing with, and I'm sure Dawn is too, another waiting time. Mm -hmm. Just waiting on the Lord. We, he knows what we want. Mm -hmm. He knows what we need. Mm -hmm. And so we're just going to leave it in his hands. Yeah. And come spring, he'll bring something about. Yeah. Because being that we're heading in for horrible times before he returns, we need to learn to fully and totally depend on the Lord yeah. and trust Him. We do. Because we cannot see what's ahead No, uh, for us personally. And we just have to wait and trust on Him. Mm -hmm. That's the only safe way to go. And my life experiences, <laughs> I turn 80 tomorrow the 12th. Oh, well, happy birthday. Thank you. And all through my life, I realized that whatever God works out for you is always guaranteed better than anything that you would have ever chosen for yourself. Mm. So it's become very easy for me to trust him, knowing he has our best at heart yeah. and he wants to give us the best. Not just good enough, but the best. That's right. So I am so thankful that my parents came into this Advent message when they did. I remember as a four-year-old sitting in the balcony with the pastor's family watching my parents being baptized. Mm. And I've just never wanted to go anywhere else. Mm. Yeah. It's a good message. Yes. And there's a lot. The Lord is wonderful. He is. He is. That's awesome. Do you have any other small stories about things God's done that you want to share? Um, not that I can think of at the moment. It's okay. Any words for the listeners? Any words of wisdom you want to impart upon them? No matter how obscure or bleak your circumstances might be, you just put your hands in the Lord's hands. Keep yourself in the Word. And go to a concordance and look up specific words on the things that are bothering you and looking it up in Scripture and be encouraged because He has an answer for you in His Word. Mm -hmm. He does. That's awesome. Thank you so much for sharing, Robin. You're welcome. I appreciate it. And thank you, everybody, for listening. Tune in next week to hear more. Bye. If you've enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to follow, share, like, and review. Also, you can contact us at our Facebook page. That is God is Real, God is Good podcast. Or you can email us at God is Real, God is Good podcast at gmail.com. Bye. Bye.